I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 454 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? It's been a day. Holy shit. I I am I'm so annoyed today. I'm so fucking annoyed today that I came here to your house and we just I'm like I just want to record and start talking. We didn't even write down what our topics are. That's true. It's I a know blank have, page in front of me. We have some leftovers from last week. That's true. Oh. I, I, all right. You need your laptop? I will. That's all right. That's fine. Um, But man, today, oh my God, I'm so fucking annoyed T- today. Tell me about your annoyance today. Well. At Discount Chuck on Twitter and Instagram. Well. Snuck in a wanna, social media plug. <laughs> I don't want to do yours now. Yours is so long. Yes. At Brad Roar. That's B-R-A-D-R-O-H-R-E-R. I'll sneak it in there. Um, Man, I'll put it this way. I went to bed last night at 4 a.m. after doing a lot of laundry and cleaning and uh, some, you know, some emailing and whatever. Get a doorbell this morning at 8.30. Ooh. Guess what? I got served and not in the fun oh, dancing like, like, way. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I got served this morning at 8 in the, 8.30 in the morning. By B2K? Were they the dancers the, in that? The killer? No, no, no. That was, that was BTK. B2K was wasn't that a like a, a rap or hip hop group of like youths? I don't know. All right, somebody out there look that up for us. Well, anyway, um, you got served. I got served. So what happened was, uh, well, you know what? Let's do Chuck and Brad updates. Then I'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Feels like whatever I say. <laughs> what? It's just filler. No, so we ahead. get back to you getting served. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um. I, Brad, or at Brad Roar on Twitter and Instagram, mm. uh, have a show on Friday night, February 14th, uh, and also the 21st at the Providence Improv Guild. That's at 393 Broad Street in beautiful downtown Providence. Tickets are five bucks. Showtime is 8 p.m. It's improvised, so every week is different. And uh, you can get more information at improvpig.com. That's I-M-P-R-O-V-P-I-G. There's no E. It's not right. improve pig. Right. It's improvpig.com. Right. So check it out. Chuck, yeah. you've written some articles. Yeah, I think I think I talked about them all last week. We okay. recorded with Ray last Thursday night. It's only Tuesday night. Yes. Um, so I think since last Thursday, I haven't come out with new articles. But I did come out with a new video with Tell Him Steve Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, earlier today, we dropped a new Tell Him Steve Dave podcast on their Patreon, which is called... Um, Rock and roll all night and podcast every day. Yes. Episode one, which is uh, Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, Tim, the record store clerk, and Sunday Jeff going through every one of the albums in the band Kiss's discography. So the first episode is about the self-titled Kiss album, which is the first album. Right. Um, And I uh, shot and directed and edited this, came up with graphics, and we just released that video earlier today at patreon.com slash TESD. Very fun time. If you're a Tell Em Steve Dave fan, check it out. If you're a Tell Em Steve Dave fan that hasn't signed up for their Patreon yet, dude, I urge you to go check it out because it was uh, a lot of fun to do and this video came out really fun. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's all I got right now. Um, Brad and I, I think we'll be hosting R.I. Food Fights Veg Fest. Ooh, it's just Veg Fest. R.I. Veg Fest. Yes, there we go. Uh, on February 23rd in Providence, Rhode Island, go on um, Facebook and look up R.I. Veg Fest to find out more info. 
but I believe we will be hosting it. Yeah, we were told we were, but I have not heard a thing since. Yeah, well, so. you know, that's okay. Yeah. We're probably hosting it. Yeah, um, so. so that's what's going on with me in the near future. And uh, yeah, that's what I got going on. Nice. Um, so yeah, so... So you got served. I got served this morning. Um, yeah, it was weird. Uh, basically, have you ever gotten served? I, I don't know what... To, uh, like, no. I've I, never... I didn't think... Yeah. I've never gotten served either. But... Um, Everyone out there is right now is like, yeah, it's a paternity test. Chuck, what's the big deal? No, I, uh, I've i never gotten served either, but I saw it in movies. Right. So I kind of feel, I felt it in the air. I could tell that oh. I was getting served, which okay. is weird because I never got served. Yeah. Are you Chuck and Staten? And so I opened the door and the guy goes, are you Chuck Staten? And I go, no, he's not home right now. Uh-huh. And I almost said, can I take a message? Because that's what I say when people call me I don't want to talk to. Right. And uh, he hey, was wait like- Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, let him know. <laughs> so uh, he was like, um, he was like, oh, he's like, uh, can you just give him these documents, please, uh, and let him know. And the guy was like rolling his eyes because he knew it was me. Right. He was like, you know, I was, I was like opening my doors and I was all like crazy with my hair and my in my boxers. And he's like looking at a Polaroid of what I should look like, and it's the same picture. Right. And he's like, uh, just let him know. He doesn't have to go to court for this. Okay. He has 20 days to respond. Right. And then if they can't figure it out, he has to go to court. Okay. And so what it was, was um, I had, I went to the doctor and they said. You have you know, hemochromatosis. You, yeah. You have hemochromatosis, which is like, no, they said you probably have chemochromatosis. And I guess the way that things work, if you took like a biology class you get like two chromosomes of each thing. Can you explain this to me? Not really. Like like blue eyes. Yes. Like your parents have some kind of influence right. on that. There's a there's a there's two genes. Right. One might be dominant and one recessive. From so your you, mother and your father. Right. So so your parents pass down yeah two genes and that determines your eye color and many other things about and you. And tons of other things. And one of those things is how much iron is in your blood. Right. And both of my parents, I guess, I don't know how they, how do they test that I have both these genes. No idea. So they test my genes, and they said. Uh, I'm not going to make a jeans joke, but they said, you. Uh, you know, you have the this this gene that gives you a lot of iron. Um, so you definitely will have chemochromatosis, which is not a problem if you catch it early on. But it is a problem if you don't ever treat it. Right. And so uh, you have to go to the hospital and get this test for right. hemochromatosis. Or like at the beginning of X2, if you go to visit Magneto in his plastic jail, he's going to suck all that iron out of your body. Right. Too much iron. Other person would be like pretty injured. I'd be wicked injured. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would just like go through the walls yes, of your blood vessels right. and there and also skin. Mm-hmm. So. I am I am one step closer to Wolverine than you are. I guess that's, that's a good le- way to look at it. At least one. So they said you might have it. So go get tested. I think it was. I think it was this. I might be mistaken. But anyway, they said go get go get tested. I went to the test at the hospital. They said you definitely have got to have it because you have these genes. We're gonna do the test. Get called back in. They're like. Somehow you don't have hemochromatosis. Congratulations. Um, you're going to get tested every like year or so yeah. to make sure that your like, iron count. He said, you and Brad are the same level of Wolverine. And I was like, and you know, I punched the glass and I broke it. Yeah. And my claws came out. <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but uh, so anyway, I think it was for that. I got, I got, I'm going to be completely honest with you. My doc, I told my doctor. Right. Be as aggressive as possible in terms of like keeping me healthy. Okay. And so he'll be like, huh, you're, you know, I don't know. He'll make, he'll say like, you're, you're, uh, 
your 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 kidney is smelly. You have to go to the kidney. You do want to go to the kidney doctor? Like, yeah. yeah. And he'll be like, ah, it's not so smelly. You know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so he has me go to all these doctors all the time. Right. And uh, he'll be like, you could go get this checked out. Do you want to? It's probably nothing. And I always say yes. I right. say sure because I want to be really vigilant. And I'll go to that doctor. They'll be like, we're gonna do these tests on you. And then they go, no, you're fine. It's nothing. Good. So I did one of these tests. I think it was hemochromatosis. It might have been another one because I'll go to whoever. Right. If he says. You know, your 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 dick is so long that like there's no way your urethra is not ready to snap. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And I'll go to a urologist and he'll be like, oh, it's per- it's 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 like a rubber band. Never going to snap. Yeah. Well, and so I'll do all these tests, whatever they want. I'll say yes to anything. Right. One time they told me to go to a guy <laughs> and the guy was like, what? <laughs> the joke was going to be, I guess you're one step closer to Mr. Fantastic than Brad is. <laughs> and one time they told me to go to a guy. And they were like, this guy's like, yeah, everything's fine. He's like, he's like, you could go to another guy if you want to to get double check. And I was like, I'll go. And I went to another guy and he was like, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. You sure? I think you're fine. You want to go back to the first guy and do a different test? And I said, okay. And I went back. Okay. Then I went back to my original doctor and he's like, I can't find the anomaly that I found in whatever test it was that even forced us in the first place. But I did it for like six months. I went to probably like five doctor's appointments and I just go because I'm, I'm paranoid about, about being healthy. Yes. So. I do a bunch of these tests. I think it was the hemochromatosis one. And basically, I got two bills in the mail. Oh. One for 300 one for 200 Okay. And I called them both, both legit. Right. 500 bucks. I had no idea that this test was going to cost that much money. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't just have $500 extra laying around. Right. So, you know, I budget my money and I was saving and I had a little bit of extra at some point during the year. And I said... You know what? I'm going to call them. And I called the $200 one. Right. And I went, hey, like, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't have enough money to pay this. What can I do? Even though I had little. They said, we can take uh, $20 out of your your credit card for twenty for 10 months. Okay. I said, okay. And then I was like, I'll call the other place and do the same thing. Right. Whatever. Called the other place. Someone didn't answer me. They forwarded me to this department. That person forwarded me back to this, blah, blah, blah. And I got so frustrated. I'm like, I'm trying to pay this $300 bill that I was already pissed about right. being blindsided by. And they're not even getting me to someone that can let me pay it. So I didn't pay it. Oh, okay. So the hospital gave it to collections. Right. And the collections people had me serve today. Okay. And I have 20 days to talk to them right. about settling this bill. And then after that, they could take me to court about paying it. Right. That's why I got served. Okay. So not quite as juicy as some other people that got served, maybe. Did, did you, you think anyone's ever had a juicier serve than that? You think <sighs> anyone's ever been served for anything more intriguing than that? You know... <laughs> Hemochromatosis is one of the most intriguing yeah, I think so. possible diseases out there. I think so. Extra iron is fun. Yeah, they call it the Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine's yeah. Wolverine's delight. That's what that's what my doctor <laughs> Yeah, it's a poster. And he said, Did yeah. you do you have Wolverine Wolverine's delight? You know, like, it's, the only, so. it's the only <laughs> It's the only disease <laughs> that has like the you know, the, the colloquialism name has delight at the yes. end of it. <laughs> Ah, you have Wolverine's delight, <laughs> hemochromatosis. Thanks. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, I, I have Mr. Fantastic's delight. <laughs> A really flexible urethra. <laughs> Very stretchy. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So uh, I did, don't know. Did you did you dance like? To you know, be like, hey, I I don't know what to do when I got served. But yeah. Here you go. Well, he like, didn't say that. I just figured like, it out. Swiss Miss, lay down a beat. Yeah, yeah. No, she was she was making noise. Boxing. Um, yeah. So that was the start to my day. Yeah, not a great. Annoying. Start. Yep. I've, you know, 
I woke up a little bit later. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run today. I have to go to my tax lady today. Went to my tax lady. Oh, she's really nice. And I'll say that up front. My taxes are fine. However, see this, this, you know, I hope uh, if someone's listening to our podcast and they're like, oh, I like your filming adventures and your music adventures and you guys go do a lot of cool things and you accomplish things. You talk about new projects and comedy shows you did and writing this and creating this and you know, Ray was on last week and talked about Conan and yep. you talk about Chuck at Vulgarthon, you talk about Lou getting filmed, Chuck and Brad doing their comedy tour. This week, we're going to be, be regular people this week. I'm going to have annoying stories from work and I hope that people that listen to this that have fucking annoying jobs with annoying bosses and annoying shit happen to them, they're going to relate to this. I hope so. I hope you like this. I, I hope that they all get Wolverine's delight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal. So basically... You know, most of my work time is creative. I do filmmaking work for Tell Him Steve Dave. We do our podcast. We do our comedy shows. I write for Motif Magazine, Providence Monthly, and The Bay Magazine. Isn't there something? Oh, Senior Discount. I play in Senior Discount. Yes. And, you know, we do different things. So, um, I also, to make ends meet, which, by the way, it's make ends meet, like connect, not like yeah. M-E-A-T. Did you know that? Yes. Yes, I knew that. Hey. I paid attention in uh. sixth grade idiom class. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, don't call me that. But yeah. I, so anyway, the uh, for to make ends meet, I work one day a week right. at my dad's company, Staten's Landscaping, which is a landscaping company owned by the Staten's. And, I, don't, um, I don't follow. I think they're, I think that Staten's Landscaping has been around for like 40 years. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, and I'm 35. So my dad started it before he had me. So- I've been working there since what, 2009? Yeah, I think so. Like more than 10 years. And, uh, you know, I used to work more days a week. And as my creative work took over, I worked less and less and less. And now I'm down to one day a week. Right. And here's what happened. <clears throat> just, you know, I'm just going to be honest. Um, just pull back that curtain. So I'm in charge of payroll and I'm in charge of uh, paying bills, right? Right. And that's what I do. But the thing is, you know, when you, so this company, it's a pretty successful company. We own, you know, we have the offices and then we own this big um, greenhouse area. We own like probably like 11 vehicles or something like okay. that. Um, we have a lot of customers, a huge customer base. We probably support like, I don't know, like 10 families. Okay. You know, with the, yeah. you know, we have, I, I'd say we have around 22 employees. Um, and uh, so it's a pretty big and successful business. But the thing is, behind the scenes, my dad is 65 and he's running a business in 2020 right. that started in 1980, yeah. let's say. So the the like the world of what goes on behind the scenes is so different and he's never really had a manager, an online person behind the scenes. It's just been like my mom right? and my mom passed it to uh, my dad's also 60-ish year old cousin, Marilyn. And I was part of this too, and I was doing some stuff, and and so there's all these different things that are really like, you know, there's a lot of tax stuff, there's a lot of insurance stuff, there's a lot of accounting stuff that no one is really in charge of. You know, right. we have an accountant, and they'll be like, "Hey, can you get me the the financials for the 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 insurance deductibles for 2000?" I'm, I'm like, "What are you talking about? I don't know anything. Right. I don't know what she's talking about." They yeah. they email me these questions all the time. I have no idea what they're talking about. So. What happened was this year we switched payroll providers in the middle of the year. We usually use QuickBooks. We switched it to paychecks. Yes. All right. Um, and 
everyone in the company got two W-2s from us this year for their taxes with vastly different numbers on them. Awesome. Right? Yep. But one of them is for 40% of your income for the year, and one of them is for 100%. So you would think that everyone would know which one is the right one to use. I would. Right? Yeah, the greater one Right. 100%. Right. But I went to my tax lady today, who is also our accountant, to do my personal taxes, and she was like... Oh, yeah, this is a huge problem. There's two W-2s. And I'm like, I'm like, who, I'm like, who cares? I'm like, what's what? What could possibly be the problem? Like. If if the government can tell that the 100 percent one is the right one. Right. I don't understand how the employees could really mess this up. I right. think it's bizarre. There's no way someone's like I either made fifty thousand dollars this year or twenty thousand dollars. Right. How could you not know which one is right. accurate? Right. And, uh, but she was really like, you know, like you really messed this up. You know, the name Chuck Staten is, is yes on all these different check marks that they made. Right. And I don't remember any of this. Right. I, I know we switched, but I don't remember any of this. I'm like, and I'm Chuck Staten. My dad's Chuck Staten. Who knows? Yeah. And I go, well, what did I put yes to? And she goes, it's the, when, when you switch from QuickBooks to paychecks, someone with the name Chuck Staten, uh, clicked yes on QuickBooks under the question, would you like us to send a W-2 at the end of the year for all the, the paychecks that we already made? Right. Wouldn't it seem like you would click yes on that? Yes. And that's the problem, that I put yes on that, or that my dad did, or that someone in the office did right. when I wasn't there under my name. Right. And so she was all, she was very like, oh my God, oh my. Like, she's not mean, she's not mean, right. but she was really, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I go to work. I go to, you know, I work once once a week, like I said, I work every Tuesday. So I go to work right after that. It's today's Tuesday. I go in. <clears throat> I look at, <laughs> basically, my our computer that I use is very old. Yep. I was selling my old computer, my, my old editing one when I got a new one earlier this year. The company had to buy a computer. I said, do you want to buy mine? You could just buy it for whatever the cheapest price someone's selling a used one for on eBay is. Makes sense. 600 bucks. Yep. They said, okay, they bought that one. I put it next to the old computer and I said, we're going to switch over the old Staten's Landscaping computer stuff to the new computer that is now, you know, my previous editing computer. Right, right. It, it disappeared two, week, two weeks ago. My dad said, oh, one of the guys from from a local computer place took it, like a local place, to, uh, to put QuickBooks on that computer as well. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. I didn't know that we were trying to get it on another computer. Right. I thought we were replacing this computer right. with the one that I sold you. But they took my editing computer away, brought it back today. I sold it to them for six hundred bucks, right? And it comes back with a bill for seven hundred bucks wow. from the computer place, and they replaced the hard drive with a five hundred gig solid state hard drive. Wow! And, and did all this other stuff, and I'm like, "What happened to this? Why did this happen?" Yeah. I go talk to my mom. She starts yelling at me. I don't know. I don't know what. And she doesn't want to get involved. I'm like, right. "Okay, go back downstairs. Wait for my dad to get home." I ask him, "Like, what happened?" He goes, "I don't know. No one was here." Blah blah blah. No one can answer me as to why this happened. Right. Finally, I get it from my dad that they were they came. My dad said we want to get QuickBooks on both of these computers. Um, and the guy started telling stuff to my dad. Oh, we'll probably need to do this and this and this. My dad had no idea. He just said right. okay. Yep. Then my dad said to the guy, "How much is this going to cost?" And the guy said, "Oh, I don't really know. It's going to depend on how much work I put in and took the computer and just sent us a bill for seven hundred bucks." Wow. So I think this guy took my dad for a ride. Yes, it seems that way. There's no need to put this. There's, it's, what's crazy is the old computer yep. that is still there now 
is so much older than this editing PC that this guy kind of souped up and added all this stuff to. Right, right. Like, if he thinks we're working with the old computer and adding this editing PC to the mix, why would it? Why oh, would I, it need to be so? Yeah, that's advanced and changed. Nothing needed to be changed. Right. It was perfect. The only reason I even was selling it was because just to handle my editing work, I needed a new rig. Right, right. So I'm all pissed off. My dad is kind of acting like he's mad at me that I didn't take this over. No one even talked to me about this. Right. About a guy coming to... T- I don't even know why a guy came and looked at it. Yeah. I don't know who called him. I guess it was my dad. But I don't know why. Yeah. I guess it was because he wanted QuickBooks on both, which has been a consistent issue. And by the way, I'll be done with this in a second. I'm not going to go too far into this. But that pissed me off so much. My dad says... Hey, I need you to refund this guy. I don't ever do this. He goes, I need you to refund this guy this money. He paid. He needs a refund. He didn't get this service. He decided not to. I go, okay, just look up the, however much you paid and pay him back. And my dad says to me, like, I'm an idiot. He goes, uh, no, give him 33% back minus $15 for an office fee. Like as if I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I've never done this before. Right. And right then I told him, I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave right now and I will be back someday. I was so annoyed and he's like what what's wrong and I'm like they're yelling at me for this fucking tax thing this W2 problem this computer thing happened now I don't know if I should confront this guy is it my dad's fault is it the guy's fault my dad's telling me don't confront him because he's the person he has to work with for computer stuff but I'm pissed off about it yeah um my dad's giving me this this eye like I'm an idiot for not knowing this goddamn rebate thing and I'm just like I'm so done I was so fucking frustrated by all this shit um that I, and I haven't been like that in a long time. Right. Uh, and I and I really wanted to walk out. And it's funny because a new thing with me, and this has not been my my deal for the past, my whole life basically, I wanted to be alone. Yeah. And I never really get like, I'm so upset that I just want to be alone. I never right. get that way. Yeah. And I got that way. Wow. Yeah. And I wanted to like, I wanted to be alone. I wanted to go like eat a thing. I wanted to go eat like a weird thing. I wanted to eat like a, I wanted to go to Five Guys. Okay. And get like a good cheeseburger. Doesn't sound so weird. And eat it in my car alone. Okay. And that's it. That's what I wanted to do. Be by myself. Turn off the phone. Yep. Maybe listen to a podcast. Yep. Don't want to talk to anybody. Don't want to answer anybody. Nothing. Um, But I talked myself down. Yep. You know, I had uh, dinner with my, my parents and, uh, but I'm still so stressed out and pissed yep. off, man. Oh my God, what a fucking day. And I said, every problem in this company can be summed up with the sentence, a person who doesn't know how to do this is in charge of getting it done. Right. Whether it's someone who's never done it before, but there's too much work on this person, so they're giving it to this person. Right, right. Or someone who doesn't know technologically how to talk to this person, communicate with this. Someone is doing a thing like switching payroll providers that right. only happens once every several years, you never should have told them that you want to report to the government the money you made earlier. Right. Of course you do. Yeah. But the fuck? Who's going to not click yes on that? I, anyway, yeah. I don't want to get too far into this. That's it. That's all I want to say. I'm fucking, I'm pissed off. I'm frustrated. And I think a lot of people probably go through similar stuff at their jobs all the time. Let me tell you about my job. There you go. Here we go. I, uh... It started yesterday afternoon. We got mm-hmm. an email that said, hey, someone is coming to look at the guest apartment. Now, oh. in uh, in the residence hall where our office is, there's a resident director apartment and a guest apartment. And so if a new faculty or staff member is, is moving to the area and they don't have time to secure housing, we'll let them rent this apartment, you know, two bedroom, 
a kitchen. It's not it's not a it's not a dorm room. It's it's an apartment, uh, but it is inside a residence hall. Uh, and so yesterday I went to we got the email yesterday. Hey, they're coming to look at it at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Can you meet them there? And I, I said, you know what? I should probably like check and make sure it's clean. So it took me, I don't know, 45 minutes to hunt down a key. Uh, finally, my boss got back and she's like, here are the keys. And I went down four keys. Zero of them worked. Wow. And she said, well, here's the old one. Went down, didn't work. And wow. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And so I'm trying all the keys again. I get the building masters, mm-hmm. trying everything. And I'm like, is this a thing where I like I have to turn the door mm-hmm. handle? And I turned the door handle and it, it had been unlocked the entire time. Wow. Awesome. I went inside and, you know, like a fluorescent bulb is down. But the, it's it's generally clean. And I'm like, you know what? Let me check the, the cupboards and cabinets and stuff. And I walk over and I look. And in the sink is a plate that is like, covered in mold oh no like, from disgusting. who disgusting the last person was there. well we we were like oh is it the last person and we don't think it is we think that uh an employee has been going in here and like hanging out uh on but their, not for a long time but not for but yeah so yeah. we think it may have happened over winter break wow uh which was six weeks ago yeah so that was fine that was yesterday yeah my boss washed the plate although i would have if she had asked me to yeah um and uh Fine. So today I come in, uh, and we, you know, we we walk down there and look around again just to make sure everything's all right before the guy gets here. The guy gets here. He walks in. He's like, "Yeah, it looks fine." Like basically, he checked to make sure there was a bed. That was it. And uh, I'm like, "Yeah, that's like I like that because he's not giving us a, a big run around." Like I reprogrammed right. the TV so it had all the channels. Yeah. Because it's an old TV and it's not smart. Yep fine finish that i'm like all right i need to put the new rates in the system for next year room selection starts next week we're getting all these questions about it uh even though like i got a call from the bursar's office i sent an email out yesterday that said hey uh every other year you've had to put in a 200 dollars deposit for housing this year you don't have to do it just make sure your overall balance is less than a thousand dollars and i got a call from our bursar today that was like yeah there's a student uh, on the phone who wants to know what to do with the 200 dollars I said, is it a returning student? She said, yeah. I said, he doesn't have to do anything with it. She said, well, nobody told us. I'm like, well, it's, it's all right. I, I told all the students that they didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a copy of the email. Like, I can't believe this, this person would misunderstand this. Uh, and I sent it to her and she's like, oh, you were super clear. Fine. Um, putting the rates in the system and emailed out that, you know, we're working with campus partners. I'm like, hey, these are the rates I have for your rooms. Uh, and then I, you know, went to lunch, Chipotle. That was great. Came back and, and somebody was like, yeah, um, is, is it supposed to be this for the whole year? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, that seems wrong. And I looked at my spreadsheet, which I did in September. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, I'm so ahead of the game. And I, I did, I messed up. I, I don't know if I was using last month's last year's rates or last year's numbers or, or mm-hmm. what the deal was, but I had a set of numbers wrong. And, you know, not a huge deal. They're not published. Nobody knows I made this dumb mistake, but right. I, like I made this dumb mistake. Yeah. So I, I go into the system and I fix it and I put everything right and I do the the 10 month rates and the 12 month rates and and then I'm like, you know what, let's double check. And I had put in the 10 month rates that were wrong. Yeah. Like I overwrote the academic year rates that were right. And so I basically just did like if I, if I was supposed to put in three sets of rates, I had to do it five times. I see. And it's just, and it's, and it's my mistake. And so I'm frustrated at myself for right. you know, messing up at all. Right. Uh, and I, I went and told, uh, told my friend, like, today feels like I'm trying to grasp 
a bar of soap, like a wet bar yeah, of soap. Yeah, yeah. And oh, every time yeah. I think I have a handle on it, it just squirts out somewhere oh. and then I step on it. And, yeah. you know, like we got a delivery. We're going to put a, a kiosk up in the library for our new building that's going up. Mm-hmm. Because students can't go in the new building, so it'll be a place to like get all this information, and it's touchscreen, and it's nice. And they delivered it today. Mm-hmm. There's no room in anyone else's office to put it, so it it is now in my office, and it's like you know, it's not assembled. It's just two giant ugly cardboard boxes, yeah, like kind of blocking my door, but not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. So just little dumb, frustrating things all day. And, uh, you know, the weather didn't help. It's gray. It's rainy. It's right. cold. Uh, and, and you know, then I'm, I'm on the way home and like the phone call drops with my parents. And uh, then I'm trying to call them back, trying to call them back, trying to call them back. And then they're like, oh, our Internet just went down. And I'm like, also your phone line, Dad. Like, you're not calling me through the Internet. So, yeah. Um, but I did get this card. From who? Uh, it's for you. Clearly, from you? Clearly, it says Chuck on it with a backwards K. Brad just sent me a card that's... Uh, yeah, I sent him one by tossing it the length of the table. <laughs> you physically sent it to me. Yes, I did. Via airmail. Yeah, technically it was. Wow. Oh, there's a dog eating bubbles in the front. Yep. Like a real dog eating real bubbles. Yes, yeah, it's not a cartoon. Well, yes, right. Oh, wow, it says, See, I'm sorry work was such a pain in the ain today. Let's have fun podcast. Let's have a fun podcast to offset our dumb day jobs. From B, that's Brad. An asterisk after Ain. Is it Ain? A-I-N? Or Ain? A-N-E? I don't know. Wow, thank you, Brad. You didn't need to do that. Pain in the Ain is an expression that Chuck and I... Because <laughs> we love to say anus. We, we, I don't know that we love to say oh, it. I love to say anus. I don't uh, know why. It's just part of my vocabulary. And so saying, oh, that was a pain in the Ain. Like, yeah. I love doing that. Um, and I, say, I think it's A-I-N. It's better right. to rhyme with. But Great. thank you for that card. You didn't need to do that, uh, Brad. You know, honestly, I appreciate it. I had the card, mm. and uh, I was like, ah, oh, who who do I, like, who are some people that I care about that I want to brighten up their day? Right. And sometimes it's our buddy Peter Maldonado. Sometimes sure. it's our friend Ray. And yes. I'm like, man, if Chuck's having a bad day, Chuck's a person I care about. Let yeah. me write this little card to Chuck. That is very nice of you. I appreciate that. It, it does make yeah. me feel better to come podcast. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. It, it, it always does. Uh, you know what? It often does for me. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes I take my anger out on the podcast. Ah, yeah. A little shrieking fit here and there. Who among us? That's true. Has not. Oh, my mom had a shrieking fit today. As soon as I said, like, why did someone take the computer? Oh, she went off. I yeah. was crazy. I was like, oh my god, I gotta take my own life, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, it was just a crazy day. I know. I, I, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's funny because I feel like sometime in January and February, maybe every year we get like this, right? Yeah. There's like a there's like a podcast we do that's just like. Ah, being an adult. Blah, 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 blah. You know, right. that happens every year. I don't know what's going on. It's these taxes. I, I wonder if maybe uh, we're so focused on artistic projects at other point times, points of time in the year that January and February and March. Yeah, this is when we slow down and we focus and, more on this work stuff. Right. Holy shit. It rises to the surface. Yeah, I wonder. That's I crazy. have. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been weird. Um, like work has been really we're, we're shorthanded. Yeah, uh, which is a problem. And typically, I'm busier in the spring. Yeah. Uh, then uh, probably spring really busy. Uh, late summer also really busy, and then in the fall less busy. And so being shorthanded and you know delegating things and not getting results and yeah, yeah, yeah. other people making mistakes and office reorgs, it's been uh, you know. Kind of frustrating, but again, like I know I talked about the grime colored, co- grime covered glasses, yeah, uh, in our year in review podcast with Ray a few weeks ago. It's still, still ungrimed, relatively good, ungrimed. Good, good, good. So even when things are going poorly, I don't know if I'm a little more detached from it, but it feels less 
uh, it still feels kind of hopeless. Like the idea of what, what else do I want to do with my life? But, uh, but not yeah. in the way that it did last year where I'm like, you know, the solution would be to be less alive. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. Yes. So I just, I, I kept trying to put myself into a coma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reread that Chuck Palahniuk story about the, the, uh, <laughs> shock paddles on the brain. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, nothing, nothing's really working out. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're, it was, we're it was, past our... was it t- titled zombie? Was that? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think so. We're past our, 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 our day job woes, and now we're going to get into fun topics. Heck yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, last week we had Ray on where we kind of really focused on A, his experience doing Conan. Yes. And B, your experience doing a, a low rent version of Singled Out. Yes. Um, but the podcast beforehand, we posed the question at the end that kind of got an answer like via pop culture uh randomly oh, right after yeah, okay. kind of weird yes we were talking about the idea that in the fast and Fur- furious fast and furious movie series jason statham basically was revealed to be a murderer of one of the main guys in the fast and furious gang right and then as the fast and furiouses tend to do they made the bad guy part of the gang, and he was a good guy. Right. Like in Fast Five, The Rock is uh, the, bad the, guy. the antagonist. He's, yes. he's trying to capture the Fast and Furious guys. Yes. And uh, he respects them so much by the end of yeah. Fast Five that he joins the team yes. in Fast Six. Which I think is fine. Yeah. But Jason Statham is kind of a different story because he murders Han, yep. who is a character in, let's say, three, five, six... And dies in seven? Yeah, I think so. Dies, uh, yeah. Maybe dies in six. Yeah. Maybe dies in six. Yeah, dies in six. And uh, it's 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 really strange because Jason Statham just murders this guy who was so important to them, part of this family, because the whole kind of backbone, if you haven't seen the Fast and Furious movies, yes, it's a lot of driving and action, but also family. It's a big yeah. thing with them. And so you'd think it's weird that Jason Statham murders one of them, then he's their best friend. Um, and we were like, wow, like how could that happen? How could they make this weird kind of decision? But then we started thinking back. We were like, well, when he joined the gang as a good guy, was it a kind of a different gang than the one that the ones that actually spent time with the guy that he killed? So the guy right. he killed was Han. Yes. Right. And in the movie uh, where Jason Statham is kind of part of the gang, which is uh, Fast 8 called The Fate of the Furious. Yes. By that point in time, like, you know, Han's friends are, and Han's friends before that are Paul Walker, who is not in Fast 8 because he's dead in real life. Right. Uh, Vin Diesel is the bad guy in Fast 8 because right. he's, like, taken hostage or whatever. Yep. Uh, so he's not, he and he was friends with Han. Gal Gadot was Han's love interest. She has passed and away. And she is dead in the series at yep. that point in time. We're so And it's like Letty, who is another girl that's in the series, it's like, she had amnesia at some point. Was she ever friends with Han? Right. You know, we don't know. So we're like, we're like, who cared about Han? So that I, that that basically leaves Tyrese and Ludacris as yes. people who would have worked with Han in previous films. Yes, right. And so it's funny because we brought this up kind of uh, in a fun way. Um, and but 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 in real life, like last, I think they didn't Fast Eight. There was kind of this resurgence of this. Of people being aware of this and making a hashtag called Justice for Han. Yeah. Kind of no, like noticing like, hey, this is kind of fucked up. How can you make this Han murderer part of the group? Um, And so we did this two weeks ago, this podcast where we were saying like, who ca- like, like, what's the deal? Who cared? Like, who cared about Han that was there when Jason Statham 
became a friend? And the answer is definitely Tyrese and Ludacris at the very least. Right. And it's so it's such a strange story choice. But since then, the Fast and Furious 9 trailer has dropped after that podcast right. came out. And at the end of the trailer, hold on to your doggies. Arf, arf. Han is alive. He's somehow alive. Now, before we really get into this Han thing, how excited were you in, during watching that trailer? I was incredibly excited. I, I, I got to say, I don't know the last time I was that psyched up watching a movie trailer. It might have been Endgame, probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah, probably. It's weird because I think with Fast 8, I wasn't as excited. But this one, in the Fast and Furious 9 trailer, man... The action sequences crazy, were insane. You know, the laws of physics continue to bend yes. uh, when the Fast and Furious gang is around. Man. John Cena is in uh, Fast 9 or F9 or whatever it's called. Yes. He looks great. Yes. And, uh, you you know, you, you kind of trust uh, the franchise at this point. Oh, my God. And it's funny because, uh, you know, our very short history with Fast and Furious is that Fast and Furious 1 probably came out when I was in high school and I thought it was fine. I'd say that. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But not cool enough where I'm like, I want to see Fast and Furious 2. And I felt like 2 and 3 were kind of not interesting to me. Right. And then at some point, you know, as the movie quality started getting worse and worse with the series, I guess Vin Diesel and Paul Walker decided to make it a much bigger deal. And with kind of a little bit of a turn in Fast 4 and a big, big turn in Fast 5, they basically made it these like car action heist films. And with Fast Five, jumped it to like the top of the, you know, action genre in terms of quality of action sequences. And since then, have really, really succeeded. Fast Seven, like, broke a million records. I think it's the biggest, I think it's Universal's biggest movie franchise of all time. And I think think it's within the top 10 biggest movie franchises of all time in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nine of them. So that's also part of it. But of course, Jason Statham has joined the group. Uh, the Rock has joined the group. Uh, now, um, John Cena is joining the group. So they do have a lot. Helen Mirren has joined the group. That's accurate. Yes, it is. She's the mother of Jason Statham's character. This will be her third movie, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a lot of big people in Charlize it. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron this, is a big this one. Is her second. Yes. Yep. That's right. Wow, she's big too. She's really big. Yes, she is. Wow. So anyway. Um, the action, the Fast and Furious movies are awesome. I'm a huge fan. Brad's a huge fan. We yes. respect them as excellent action movies, prestige action, I'd say. Um, and uh, yeah, that Fast and Furious Nine trailer. They, I, I'd say they had roughly. Usually, an action trailer needs to have one jaw dropping moment to pull you in. Right. And this one had like four. Right. Like legitimately four. And then after the jaw dropping action moments. The bomb drop of Han is alive at the very last second is like what the fuck? It was crazy, and what's funny is because we were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, wrestling WWE's Royal Rumble and how there's nothing really like a, a wrestling return live at an event, but that Han return is very similar, right? And you know what else is similar? Eminem at the Oscars this week. Didn't see it, but okay. Did you hear about it? I, I heard about it. Yeah, it was very strange. Yes, um, people That's were what I heard. You know what though? It's not. It's weird because. Uh, yeah, I guess we're jumping all over the place right now in this conversation, huh? It's all right. Either way, um, you know, check out the Fast and Furious 9 trailer. If you're a fan of film, um, this, is a, this is a tough thing. I've been thinking about this a lot. When you're a fan of, like, film, 
do you think that you basically kind of should be a fan of all the different genres and take them in and stuff like that? I, it's weird to it's, think it's like, because you probably naturally gravitate towards, towards something. Something. So if you're like, oh, I love these well-written, uh, like I, I love dialogue or I love cinematography and, and kind of even if you love cinema in general, right. you're going to gravitate towards something. some aspect of it. It's weird because I think when I think of classic movies, they're pretty varied. Yeah, they're not like uh, they don't fall in line with a specific genre. Like I think right. Die Hard is a classic movie in general, right. and I think Alien is a classic movie in general. Gremlins, Back to the Future, E.T., what about Jaws, like Gone with the Wind, or The Maltese Falcon. Uh, I don't think of Maltese Falcon, but Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, yeah, Casablanca, Halloween, yep, definitely. But think about how varied those things are. Right. Do you think that most people that love film uh, appreciate all those movies? I don't know if they appreciate all of them. Or, or, or I, I, I mean, the I, ones I, that they experienced. They, yeah, or they understand like, oh, this represents this, this shift sh- Yes, okay. Pulp Fiction is one of them. Yeah. Right. Uh, Clerks, probably one of them. Probably Clerks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, it's weird because the idea of like when we say like, oh, if you love film, like to me, if you love you, the art of film, like you're, then you're, you will love Vin Diesel, right? Jumping across a submarine, <laughs> like you're like you're holding a snifter of brandy. You're wearing a smoking jacket. You're in front of a roaring fire. And, I kind of you know, feel that way. I do kind of feel like if you're a true connoisseur, you can see the intent. I'll also say there are people who are fans of music in general who are like. I don't care for Lady Gaga because her music sounds overproduced or, or, you know, Oof. not, not Lady Gaga, but the idea of, you know, sure, sure. Some big uh, pop star. Right. Or right. one direction. Or, yeah, for Justin uh, Bieber. Yeah. Uh, because the music is so digestible or digested yes. by the masses. Yes, 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 and yes. so there, there are probably, uh, snobs yeah. out there who don't care for fashion or, or aren't interested in fast and furious because they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't care about their right. contributions to American cinema to like to like building the action franchise or furthering the right. genre of action yeah. and I do I do see Fast and Furious let's say five as uh, continuing in the line of Die Hard right and continuing the line of these these big action genres and the, the Michael Bay stuff and yeah it's really interesting it's weird it's, I think uh, there was a movie that came out in uh, the mid 2000s called yeah. Shoot 'Em Up yes. it starts Clive Owen and it's kind of um Self-aware. Yes, you think uh, it's you think it's a, a John Wick precursor, a step yeah, towards a, a, it, a little bit. Yes, uh, but l- kind of more lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. than John Wick. Sure, that's true. And we gotta watch all the John Wicks. I've only seen the first I one. Know. Uh, I know. I think people, w- snobs, film, film, yeah. film people, the brandy snifters, uh, etc. I think they're more likely to appreciate shoot 'em up because of the self-awareness, like the the mm-hmm. blatant self-awareness. Now I think the Fast and Furious crew yes uh like everyone behind the scenes knows what they're doing and i think the right. level of self-awareness behind the scenes yes is the same you just see less of the like the winking to the camera right in fast and furious than you do to, sh- to shoot them up if you want my honest opinion i think that fast and the furious is kind of the best version of it because i still think you can get invested in the story in a serious right. way where they are being self-aware with a lot of the stuff and how crazy it is um but I know what you mean. That one's a little bit more meta on purpose. Yeah. And it's like there's, yeah, there's a comedy element to it. I yes. guess it's satirical. But yeah, anyway, um, if, if you do like film and you think the Fast and the Furious movies look stupid or maybe you even saw Fast and Furious 2 or 3 or 4 and you thought they were dumb, dude, give them a shot. Watch Fast 5, Fast 7, 
uh, Fast Six. I'd I'd say of of you know because I think five through eight is kind of a different series than right. previous. Fast Five is my favorite. Fast Seven is my second favorite. Then Fast Six, then Fast Eight, which is still good. And Fast Nine looks to be like incredible. And I loved Hobbs versus Shaw. I yeah. thought it was a great blend of action and comedy. Kind of a different movie, but very very fun. Um, Idris Elba's in that one too, yes. so he's in the series as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh. I love what they're doing. I can't support it enough. I think that uh, it's if you love action and you grew up kind of with the late 90s, early 2000s action movies like The Rock, Con Air, Face Off. Um, Maybe The Last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout, Bad Boys 2. Those kind of action movies that were still in a time where the people that were in them are not super powered in any way. Right. They're just guys or, or girls or, or you know whatever. I think that the Fast and Furious movie is the movies are for those people, um, and I just really I love them. So the, yeah, I was so happy with the trailer. I guess this is kind of like a dual thing of us answering our Han question, right? Which is, uh, I think that the the people that made the movies realized, like, yeah, we did want to bring Jason Statham in. Maybe it was weird to kill Han with that character and then make him an okay guy to spend time with, right? So let's let's fix that, and that's what they're doing with bringing Han back. And I'm sure it's going to be some kind of explanation. Um, and also, this topic is the Fast and Furious Nine trailer come out and and holy, it came out and holy shit, how cool is it? Yes. Um, the answer is very cool. It comes out in May of this year, the film. So, what is your call for Han and Jason Statham kind of having to coexist now in this world, or do you think they won't? I I, I don't think they will much. There might there might be a scene. Yes. Uh, because I th- I think you need to pay it off. They have you have to uh, acknowledge it. They, they show Helen Mirren in the trailer, so that. I don't know how much Jason Statham was in the trailer. None. He's None. not in the trailer. Uh, so so, ba- so know, basically, how, how they, much is he in the movie? If you know, they so. made they basically made Fast Eight, yes, which included The Rock and Jason Statham, right. and then they made Hobbs and Shaw, which stars The Rock and Jason Statham in their own movie series that are the characters from it. So the question is, do they keep them separate and have the movie series continue and try to build a second franchise? Right. Is that going to happen? Um, which I think is very possible. They might say, let's keep these characters out just like when they keep the Hulk out of Marvel movies for a little bit or right. whatever. Um, but I really hope they pay it off. I really hope that Jason Statham and Han get to kind of deal with what this was. What do you think it would be? Because they probably will someday. It's weird because I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love for it to be uh, Jason Statham hands Han a gun and he looks at it and throws it over his shoulder like Luke at the beginning of episode eight. Okay. And just walks away. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how you come back from somebody trying to kill you. Like, I, I just don't know. But it's it's weird because you think about Fast Five, you know, The Rock as the the antagonist was a was a an FBI agent or a, a police officer of some sort, a, a law enforcement official who was trying to stop the gang from stealing right uh, a, a safe. Ooh, that was loud. Yes, and uh, and so like there's less of a gap, but like still he was trying to to capture them and and which one which one had the big airport uh, the the fight he was friends with them by then okay uh yeah I, he was the rock was trying to capture them in fast five. Oh, that was that was fast six was the airport right but the rock did basically say you're right we have a common enemy I'm, we're gonna team up right. and get this guy who's actually a bad guy but i have to bring you in after that right so he was kind of always a good guy right he was he was always like this isn't personal you guys have robbed a lot of people yeah you know, you're criminals whatever um but uh yeah, so the Rock thing is a little bit different. I would guess that 
eventually Jason Statham would say, um, it's just business or something. I don't know what yeah. he would say. Because why does he even kill Han? I think uh, he it, wants it, it, to get back it, at yeah. Vin Diesel. He was sending a message, yeah. Wow. He, it was, uh, you don't know my name, but you will. Yeah. Uh, because Vin Diesel had captured or killed his brother, mm-hmm. Deckard Shaw, played by a different actor whose name eludes me right, right. now. Yeah. Um, in uh, in a previous film. Yeah, that's right. It's it, it, it's like Hans Gruber and uh, is it Simon Gruber? Yeah, Simon. Wow. Was it Simon Gruber? Um, I think so. Or I am think... I conflating that with Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man? Die Hard Three script yep. originally was a non Die Hard script called, called Simon, Simon Says. Says. Yeah. Uh, so I think it probably was Simon, okay. or maybe maybe he just pretends to be a guy named Simon. Right. And his name is different when you find out his actual right. name. Oh boy, Die Hard Three is also up there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One of my favorites. Imagine if Bruce Willis uh-huh. and Samuel Jackson teamed up to be in Fast and Furious Nine and Ten. A ten, ten, ten. I love it. One. Oh my god. Yeah. So the Fast and As Furious Nine trailer came out. John McClane and <laughs> whatever Sam's character's name was. Yes. Man, that movie's so. But great. then he turns out he's Jules from Pulp Fiction. Oh and man, that's a great movie. It just gets crazier and crazier. I love it. Um, yeah, so we uh, we want to talk about that. I feel like there was one more small topic before we get to our new segment. Wasn't there a weird, an, another trailer or movie? I thought there was another thing that we saw or did. Or I mean, we went to the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow. Yeah, that's true. We went to, uh, um, uh, Kevin Smith is doing, uh, the director Kevin Smith is doing a tour called the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour. And, uh, you know, he did a new movie called Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which is kind of a direct sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that came out in 2001. Um, and he's been making this movie for a while. I went to go see it in Boston in like November or December. Um, but for Christmas, I got tickets for Brad, uh, our buddy Lou. Um, my dad got tickets for my mom and my brother Sam and his girlfriend and our buddy Eli came. Anyway, we all went. Eight of us went out um, to eat on uh, what Saturday night? Yes. And uh, then we went to go see it at the Columbus Theater in Providence. And uh, man, I had a great time watching with everybody. It was fun. I had, we had a great meal. I was delighted with my tacos. Good. And uh, I just wish the seats were a little more comfortable. Yeah, the Columbus Theater upstairs seats were pretty rough. And uh, I had to stand up after yes. a little bit while uh, while the movie was playing. It, you know, Kevin Smith has a lot of pan- fans who are very passionate about his work, uh, as they should be. It's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy behind us kept repeating. So you know, oh my, like God. Jay would say, "Snoochie boochies." And the guy behind us would be like, <laughs> snoochie boochies. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and and I don't mean like three times. I would say upwards of a dozen times throughout oh the movie. God. And again, I, I think about the Patton Oswalt line when we went to see him uh, yeah. at the Wilbur. And it's you're like, enjoying me you're wrong. enjoying this wrong. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it, yeah. it just it's it's frustrating when people, you know, either can't whisper or don't Holy know shit. they should whisper. Yeah, I know. It was goddamn crazy. But uh, yeah, it was great to see you with everybody. Kevin yeah. Smith was great. It's funny because, I, like I said, I saw him do an hour and a half Q&A in Boston right. a couple months ago. This was another hour and a half Q&A. Like, basically 100% he, different uh, stories. I think he answered four questions. <laughs> yeah, over over the 90 minutes. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, 100% different, which was uh, really cool. I'm, I'm happy to see that. He was great. Uh, you know, your your dad was nodding off at one point. Lou and I nudging his seat. As soon as my as soon as the lights go off, my dad puts his head down. Believe yeah. me. Oh my god. It was great. Yeah. So that was a that was a fun thing. I would look back through things we we have done, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know that we need to talk about the Super Bowl or the cool guy video game night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there was one more thing though. I, I feel like so there too. was like one a trailer, like, pop culture thing. Yeah. Huh, I don't know what it was. Um, it wasn't Morbius. It wasn't. Huh. I'm just trying to think of other trailers. That we have seen recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's all right. Yeah. Fast Nine is important. I think maybe we'll end the podcast today with the new segment. You want to do that? I do. Um, so I'm stall explain while yeah. I track down my laptop and make sure I have all the right stuff pulled up. All right. So last week we were going to do this this uh, this new segment for the first time. But basically Brad had a story he wanted to tell. We had Ray on to tell his story and we kind of ran out of time. Um We've done this a couple times in the past. Specific, I'll bring up a specific example that made me start thinking about this a little bit more seriously. On our Halloween episode this past year, one of the things I was thinking about was I, I was, this is right before Halloween, I was like, man, it's interesting that a Three Musketeers bar is just nougat, a Milky Way bar is nougat and caramel, and a Snickers bar is, is, is nougat, caramel, and peanuts. And they're all made by the same company, but they all have such different names. They're not in some sort of family of candy bar. It's really strange that one seems like a build on the other. And I said, Brad, what is the history of these candy bars? Why don't you look it up and we'll talk about it on the Halloween episode. And Brad did that. We got the real history of the candy bars and we thought it was interesting. And and basically we just kind of riffed throughout. It was Brad, myself and Ray Harrington, our buddy. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And I said, man, I think it'd be a fun thing on the podcast if I asked a question or brought up something I didn't know, and Brad looked it up, gave me the facts, and I started asking him questions about it, and we kind of joked and talked about it together. I feel like we did one with, like, older comic strip characters as well, maybe on a previous Halloween episode, too. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but I think uh, we're going to start doing a segment this week. You know, we'll do it once in a while, whenever we feel like it. Maybe we'll do it a couple weeks in a row. Maybe we won't do it for a couple months. Who knows? Um, but this brand new segment is called you know, it's it's brought to you by Brad Roar, uh, and it's called the Roar You Know. Perfect. Yes. Great. And uh, so Brad's gonna give me some information, and I'm gonna you know, kind of bat it around and All think right. about it, because I because I want I want to learn about the world. This is about us learning about the world. We're finding out about things we don't know. We're educating ourselves. Yes. We're bettering ourselves. And in doing so, we're letting you. We're all bettering know. you. Yes. I you, mean, you by get- listening to us, you are becoming better people. I would oh. say that. In general. I, Intelligent. I, yes. Right. Better looking. Yes, I think so. Way better lovers. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so springier urethras. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll read his delight. <laughs> so I wanted to know, I asked Brad, I'm like, you know, there is something I've always kind of wondered about in the back of my head. Never looked up it. Never looked it up. I don't know anything about it. I kind of don't understand the California raisins. Ever since I were I was a kid, they were like around. Like you'd see right. these claymation uh, raisins. I in my head, it was more than just commercials. They were here and there. There were little figures of them that kind of were like with my Ninja Turtle figures. I saw them in stores. Were they mascots? Were they characters? I didn't really understand what they were. Um, but I never cared enough to really figure it out. To be completely honest, I know That's California great. raisins are a a product. 
So I said, Brad, I think for the first roar you know, I want to know about the California Raisins. Perfect. Uh, I'm glad you asked because uh, this roar knows uh, enough to look up where to find all this stuff. (laughs) Uh, So the California Raisins, I'll say my experience uh, Mm. being slightly older than Chuck is that I remember kind of the premiere of these commercials. Okay. And I assumed because of the way they looked that they had been created in the 50s or 60s because they're singing these songs from the 50s and 60s. And uh, it was kind of reimagining them and updating them for modern times. In this case, modern times being 19, the mid-1980s. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong. They were invented in the 1980s. Wow. So they start, did they start as claymation? They started as claymation. Basically, the California raisin, like the, raisin, like the raisin farmers of California, the California raisin <laughs> advisory board was like, hey, like... People are okay with raisins, but we want people to get excited about raisins, so we sell more raisins. Like, man, we've done like everything except uh, having dancing raisins sing. I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> and now there, there's there's differing uh, sides on like who came up with that idea, but ultimately it was given to uh, Vinton Studios, uh, founded by Will Vinton. Do Do you feel like that at some point, like? Products just used to be more general. Like they're like, we need to sell more milk. Isn't well, that weird? Well, they they have uh, avocados in Mexico. They they do commercials for that. Really? Remember they I, avocados need help. I feel like avocados are taking over. It's it's like those specific ones. They do commercials for like pistachios. Really? Yeah. Now there might be yeah. Like, there, 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 was, there was an avocados in Mexico commercial on, <laughs> if not in this year's Super Bowl, and I think there was then in last year's Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. I love avocados. But, I don't need any help. Do you, uh, what about the ones from Mexico? Ooh. Yeah. But see now you I know. trust them. Yes. I I didn't, and then I saw the Super <laughs> yeah, Bowl, yeah. and now I'm yep. totally down. So. Uh, they wanted to boost raisin sales overall. They said, Will Vinton, you've done a lot of work with Claymation. And so we're going to take a, a quick detour and look at his career. He, for, number one, coined the term Claymation. It did Weird. not exist until... So basically in the 70s, mid, mid to what late 70s... What did they 70s, call Rudolph? Uh, I don't know. Rankin and Bass? I, I, like, yeah. Hmm. The idea of, like, the, the... I think he trademarked the term as well. Wow. Uh, so he, he had a, a small studio, uh-huh. and he would do these, like, short films, and then eventually, like, got bigger and bigger. Um, and so he would do sequences uh, for movies, apparently in the Moonlighting TV series, uh, feature film Brain Donors, and a feature-length movie, The Adventures of Mark Twain, that was all claymation, mm. did the effects for Return to Oz, uh, which was Ooh, a Disney yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, so he also, his company, did the animation for The Noid from Domino's Pizza, oh. which came out around that same time. Uh-huh. And then the original red, yellow, blue, green, and orange M&Ms. Oh, wait, they were claymation? Uh, originally, uh, apparently that came from his studio. Wow, okay. So... They said, you know, please do these raisins for us. Um, you know, we're going to have them singing Motown. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they did. So in 1986, um, character designs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 1986, they they This is the first California as, raisin? As, as commercials, yeah. Yeah. And, How many? Uh, I think there were four, possibly five. And they were singing I Heard It Through the Grapevine? They were singing I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Wow. All right. And then the following year... They appeared in a claymation Christmas celebration singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That 
Christmas celebration, a claymation Christmas celebration, won an Emmy. So technically, they're part of an Emmy-winning television program. So, so by the way, this gets weirder. <clears throat> this is, what's weird to me about this stuff is like, I guess we grew up with some pop culture things that grew out of like a commercial right. and became something. You know what did too? What's that? Ralph. No, no Ralph. From yeah, the, the, yes, the the dog that plays the piano was originally a com- like a dog uh, food yeah. mascot or something. Yes, and so we're used to the Budweiser frogs and ferrets. Yes, right. Um, so they were just in a commercial. Were they super popular? Like, what's the deal? They became super popular. So they're part of this claymation TV show. They released four albums, and it's just albums, and it's just like Motown covers. Uh, often sung by where'd it go? I had it right here. Um, Buddy Miles, and uh, and you know, kind of his backing band were the like the actual musicians. So yeah, four albums between 1987 and 1988. So I'm guessing these aren't full length LPs, but you know, they're covers of Motown songs. Wow. And the idea is they're being sung by these anthropomorphic raisins. Jeez. <sighs> um. So. Fine. That's it starts again. Commercial starts in 86, 87. They're part of this claymation Christmas celebration. November 4th, 1988, CBS airs a primetime special entitled Meet the Raisins. Meet the Raisins. And it's a mockumentary created by Vinton Studios. Yeah. Nominated for a primetime Emmy. Wow. So so these these raisins must have been super popular. Yeah. Because they're not just doing it because they're no. just like, ah, oh, whatever, we'll pick them. Kids were into it. Wow. Uh, they named the raisins. So it's, it was AC Bebop played the drums. Stretch played the bass, Red played the guitar uh, and piano. Why did they name one Red? He's purple. I don't know. Uh, maybe he had a red band around his gloves. There was a Saturday morning cartoon series that didn't last very long, 13 episodes, uh, and that was not claymation. That was Cart- cartoons. Yeah, hand drawn or you know cell animation. Wow. Um, then there was a second Christmas special in 1990 under the title The Raisins Sold Out, The California Raisins 2. And in the meantime, they're still making commercials. Like there was a Michael Jackson inspired raisin. There was a Ray Charles inspired raisin. Like bizarre to think about. All right. Can I say something real quick? Yes, please. I think that there's a lot of stuff throughout pop culture history that would show you that just if something is a little bit popular and people feel like they can make a dollar off of people watching it, they'll give it a green light. Yes. And this is going to be kind of the most blatant version of that, right? Yeah. Where, where was, they're like, they're like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola polar bears, people like them, give them a show. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's very much like that. I think it's, I think it's weird that they're just for raisins. So who created them? Like, is it the raisin industry together as like friends? Yeah. Well, the California, like, California raisins, I guess are a company. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's more, it's not a company in and of it's itself. Not, it's like all the raisin. What am I thinking of? Red box. Girl, sun-made raisins. I'm thinking of that. Yes. No, so it's that's not a company. That's a company. Yes. Uh, so it's all the the cal- like basically the the Texas cattle industry or the uh, Indiana corn industry. Like, so it's, how does it's the industry like pay for it as a whole? You think they uh, maybe the farmers like kind of well collect? I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, like their their members and they pay dues and that allows them whatever. So mm. uh, that is my guess. Right. Um. So yeah. So they uh. So were kids responding to this, you think? Like, what is going on here? I don't understand. I think kids thought they were, like... Fun and cool. Fun and cool. Well, one of them had a saxophone. Right. That is pretty cool. Yes. Was this before Bill Clinton or after? Before. Wow. You know what? I think Bill Clinton... Before Lewinsky or after? 
Before that? Yeah. Oh, all right. I think Bill Clinton learned to play the saxophone because of the California, California Raisins. raisins. That oh, makes, they that were makes influential. The most sense. Um, so we talked about all the, the TV stuff they did. Also a ton of merch. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That, that goes with these like uh, the characters that are advertising, again, raisins. Um, that's really strange. So like, you know, lunch boxes and posters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween costume. Uh, there was a six-issue comic book series called the California Raisins 3D, which included Ooh. 3D glasses. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, music albums, blah, blah, blah. Jason was in 3D, too. they got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Right. Uh, did Jason like raisins? I, I No. I, I don't know if Jason liked anything. That's true. Um, Hardee's, the restaurant chain that eventually merged with Carl's Jr. I guess Jason has to like, like stabbing and butcher knives. Machetes as well. Machetes, yeah. that's what it is. Sorry. Hockey masks. Hockey masks he likes. His mom. He liked his mom. Jason likes his mom. Yeah. That's one. Didn't didn't care so much for Corey Feldman. No. What else does he like? He liked Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, I don't know if he liked it. I think he liked it. Yeah, I mean, he did stay there for a while, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Protected Home is where it. the heart is, Brad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. Yep. Uh, released. I don't like that, by the way. I know. I don't understand Hardy slash Carl's Jr. That should be the next roar you know. What the hell's going on there? Oh, my goodness. Although it's kind of a mini story, right? Yeah. Uh, what, why is why does this they, restaurant have two names? They merged, and rather than like make them all Hardy's or make them all Carl's Jr., they're like, let's keep some of them each. Why couldn't they call it like, you know, like some like Carly's Jr. or something? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, why couldn't they make some kind of... Hartles. Yeah, Hartles. Yeah. I guess that would be bad because then no one would recognize it whatsoever. Right. But... Carl, first of all, Carl's Jr. just sucks yes. from, from an objective standpoint. Yes, oh, I agree. Let's with go you. with Hardee's. But if Carl's Jr. feels slighted, I get it. Hardee's, Carl's Jr., Carl's Hardy Jr., Hardy Jr., Carl's. Yeah, I guess. All right, whatever. Continue. Well, it's like you know, uh, the Hewlett Company bought Packard Bell, and they eventually became Hewlett Packard, which eventually became HP. That makes sense. Yeah, Hewlett Packard makes sense though. Yeah, but I mean, at some point. You know, if we were like, oh, Carl Hardy's, that would have made sense. Yeah, but we if, don't. If, if it happened. It never happened. If it happened 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Still, we're still wrestling with this bear. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Hardy's offered little little uh, figures, um, little non-posable California Raisins figures. Different collections were produced in 1987. Yep. 88. Oh. 91. And in 2001. 2001? 2001. 2001. The, the California Raisins were still going strong? Uh, not going strong. But they were like, hey, let's offer these figures again. We've got uh, cinnamon and raisin biscuits in stock. Wow. So let's uh, let's offer these little California raisin figures. Wow, California raisins. Oh, it gets better. In the early 1990s, Capcom produced a video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System oh, we titled this. The California Raisins The Grape Escape, <laughs> in which the player controlled a California raisin through five side-scrolling levels battling various evil fruit and vegetable characters that have stolen the raisin's music. The game was completed but it was never released on the open market. Really? Yeah. Is it released secretly or somehow? It, there's probably a ROM for it somewhere. Wow, I'd love to play that. I have no doubt that you'd love to I play it. I just want to know the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like five characters have stolen their music. That's the story. And they have to, to go through these side-scrolling levels to, to get it back. Wow. Uh, decline. Although popular with the public, uh, the California Raisin campaign eventually failed because its production cost the raisin growers almost twice their earnings. What? So even though it's weird because like, how are they not making money on all these ancillary products? That's what I mean. Like, I, 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 like, I guess why even continue to make them, especially over the course of so long? Yeah. 
the organization who made the campaign closed on July 31st, 1994 due to disagreements with raisin producers over the fairness of required payments to the organization. So uh, that was why they stopped making them. Um, they said collector's market. Um, all right. There is a food there. There was a food network program called unwrapped mm-hmm. that kind of told the story behind different food items. Mm-hmm. The, it's a four and a half minute segment. Very similar to what I just talked about slash read off of Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, hosted by Mark Summers of all people. I like it. Mark Summers for double, double dare host. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that is available on YouTube. I would, so, would you, so if you searched unwrapped California raisins, you can see Mark Summers talk about all these things. Did you ever see Mark Summers and his feud with Burt Reynolds on a light night talk show? I Oh yeah, I, I have seen that. Right, where they throw water at each other's yeah, face, and it's one of them bizarre. was like, "One of them was like, how is your fucking divorce, you piece of shit?'" Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm I added you piece of shit and fucking and divorce. No, and no, no. Was, he said was, the it was, divorce. It was, it, was, it was how's you? That was. I think Burt Reynolds threw water on Mark Summers, and Mark Summers said, "How's your divorce?" Okay. Or maybe went backwards. He said, yeah. "Divorce first. Why would you do that? Oh, I don't know. Mark Summers kind of a strange guy. What do you think? He always wanted to be a double dare host. I don't think so. I don't think he did either. No. What did he want to do? Oh man. He what did pr- Summers want? Was he? Would he? Was he uh, an aspiring stand-up comedian? Yes, I bet he was. That wouldn't surprise me at that's all. That's my favorite. That's 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 what it was. He didn't have uh, the OCD, right? That was Howie Mandel. Yes, Howie Mandel. He didn't have it. Uh, you know, he might have had. It. I, I, I think don't, he had I the OCD. Haven't seen the psychological profile. How could how could you host Double Dare and have OCD? That's kind of the beauty of the story, I believe. Ah, okay. I think that that's. I think that because you see the <laughs> the terror in the host's yes. face. You're like, these, oh, these, these when these kids, dares come up, you know, these kids are going really going through the ringer. You know what? Here's what's funny. Everyone remembers <laughs> feeling so terrified of the dares on Double Dare. Yes. You know why? Because they cut to Mark Summers every time they'd be like, I need to see the haunting. You got to touch green slime and he'd be like, it's the OCD. Yeah. And then you feel, you know. You feel like, yeah, yeah, sympathetic. That's why they wanted him. I believe he's got the OCD. All right. Well, I I, I cannot disagree with your logic. Let's see. Keep going. For so many, so many ways. Um, Well, let's, uh, let's, let's flip, uh, flip gears here. Uh, Gear number one. We talked about Will Vinton. Uh, who was the lead on the studio that created these things in addition to the Noid, et cetera. Uh, also, I just want to point out how bizarre it is that the California Raisins had a video game for Nintendo. Yep. Also, the Noid had a video game for Nintendo. This is what I'm Also, ta- the Spot from 7-Up oh, yeah, had Spot. a video game. Fuck Spot. I didn't like Spot. He was I, too cool for everybody. Because he had sunglasses? That's part of it. Okay. I can't really... I can't really back it up outside of those sunglasses. That's all it really was. Um, wow. So I always thought Spot was judgmental. Is, it was just because of sunglasses? I, I, I'm like, man, it's so weird that, that these video games were made to promote characters created for advertisements yeah and I'm like well burger king had those xbox 360 games oh, like the, sneak the sneaky king, king and the, the kart racing game and, and something else and i'm like yeah but at least those were like sold at a burger king with the idea that they'd get people in the store like if you're buying seven up cool spot for the nes you're just buying yourself an advertisement for seven up i wonder oh man but i honestly maybe those games were good uh i suspect not wow it's, it's it is interesting the noid I gotta say, a lot of these adver- these these characters, I don't have much of a relationship with. Right. Cool Spot yep. at Seven Up. Yep. Don't have a relationship with Cool Spot. Okay. Don't have a relationship with the Noid. Oh, I did. Don't have a relationship. With- <laughs> it is a torrid, Noid, uh, a torrid a affair. affair. <laughs> 
I don't have a relationship with the California Raisins, to be frankly. Yeah. To be frank. I, I, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Maybe these mascots are too uh, before my time a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Well, if if the California Raisins, if the, their heyday was like 1986 to 1990, you were two between two and six years old. Wow. Probably not. Uh, you know, if if you're watching TV, you're probably not taking in these advertisements all the time. Wow. So what do you, what do you? Man, it is weird. There's all these characters like the Cookie Crisp dog. Yep. Cuckoo Puffs, Cocoa Bird. Oh yeah, I knew him. Lucky from Lucky Charms. Lucky. Tony the Tiger, like. Yeah, Man, why did Cinnamon Toast Tiger Crunch get a video guy? game? There was you know Wendell the Baker from Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know what's weird about Cinnamon Toast Crunch? There were three bakers. Yes. And they deleted two of them. Yes. Why did that? Uh, I don't know. Probably Fred Cl- the Baker from Dunkin' Donuts? Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. Time to make the donuts. That's you. That's your voice. Yes, I know what it was. But like, why did he, what was he, did he like the donuts? He was so gross. Imagine if I went to Dunkin' Donuts yeah. and that guy, Fred Schlubbed. the Baker, was there. I would be severely disappointed. Yeah. I don't want him touching my fucking donuts. What do you... You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't trust a chunky guy to make your donuts? He's just a little fat, bald piece of shit. Don't you feel like that? I don't know that I'd phrase it like that. <laughs> I think he's gross. He's got elbow hair. It's, it's thick. He has a, Does he have elbow hair? <laughs> That's what I think of. When you think... Of, first of all, is he ugly? Let's just put it on the table. I mean, you know, he's not classically <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Neither am I. What you, so who am I? Fred the Baker. I think this guy is an think, ugly troll. I think Fred the who Baker should and not I be handling are birds food. of a feather. <laughs> you or me? Me? You and you and Fred the Baker? Yes. I'd rather see you with the with the the Dunkin' Donuts visor on than Fred the Baker. Fred the Baker, troll-like, stout, fat. He's got a stout and fat he's are got, almost he's synonyms. Got skinny girl arms, hairy arm, uh, elbows, elbows. Your elbows are touching the donuts. Is that what you're concerned about? I just. He, what if he wears a hairnet over his? He's elbows? He's gonna reach into the back for a donut, and his elbow here is gonna gonna dust your donut. No, no, no. I asked him for the donut in the back purposely to not get elbow hair on. I I, I think that now thinking back, Fred the Baker is gross. He's a gross guy who I don't want touching my food. Hang on, let me look him up. Yeah, look him up. You're going to see that this guy's disgusting. I'm si- I'm sickened by him. I never even thought about it before this moment. He's fucking awful. What do you think about this? He doesn't represent Dunkin' Donuts to me. Oh, he's handsome. He's no, got a he's mustache. You've got to be kidding he's got, me. Uh, you oh, know, he's balding. Mustache. He's got a nice smile. No. Ugh, disgusting guy. All right, hang on. Here's a picture of his elbows. All right, all right. I see They're what you're hair- saying. Yeah, I know. He shouldn't be allowed with the hairnet. Um, check this out. Ready? Yes. Uh, this is about Mark Summers. During an interview with Dr. Eric Hollander on Bigger and Summers. What is that? Mark Summers revealed that he has obsessive compulsive disorder. Wow. Summers went public about his condition on various television shows, including the Oprah Winfrey show and the Today Show. Wow. Wow. In 1999, Summers produced a VHS video box set with Hollander about his experience called Everything in Its Place, My Trials and Triumphs with Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. See? I was right. You are. Despite his OCD, he was able to interact fully with his fans and contestants on Double Dare to the point of even allowing himself to get slimed and shaking hands with his contestants. Think about that. Eat that. All right. You got me. Wow. So I don't don't, don't know. I, I, I always try to see the logic in these things and open my mind up to marketing being an okay tool in the world of art. You know, I think uh, famously, um, you know, Eminem was not going to include the song, the real Slim shady on the Marshall Mathers LP and his record company urged him to write a pop song. And that's one of the bigger songs in the album. It's kind of an important piece of, 
you know, the puzzle for that thing and it attracted a lot of people to the album and now it's one of the biggest albums of all time. I don't know. I, I'm okay with marketing and that kind of thought and that kind of packaging affecting what happens in okay. terms of pop culture and art. But man, these California Raisins, it seems so weird and hollow. What I don't know. What do you think? Did you listen to any of the songs? Um, No. <clears throat> you should have watched some of the special at least. Yeah. What was their role in the special? Well, in in the Christmas one, yeah. they they just they just sang. They I, just I remember seeing song. this as a youth, uh, like you know, it was an alleyway, and they and they sang, and you know, it's it's professional singers right. singing songs that I was at least a little familiar with, the ones that made it to TV. You know, I didn't buy the LPs, right? Um, you know, I wasn't seeking out California raisins and merchandise. Yes. Um, I was too busy searching out Fred the Baker merchandise. Oh my God! Ew. Um, was he happy about making the donuts or was he like, he was, he was, he was, sure he wasn't I, like, I was just reading his, was he like, no, it was time to make the donuts. No, he was excited. And then he was nice to customers, you know, like Duncan employees currently are. And, and his uh, name wasn't Duncan. No, it was Fred the Baker. And so they, they're, uh, and you know, it was like him showing how bad supermarket donuts were. And then the idea, really? yeah. Shitting on competition. Yeah. I don't know and like then him that. like, I don't be, like the being nice to current, <laughs> <laughs> current slash late eighties uh, customers, but then going in the back and it's like the 1940s. So like the quality hasn't changed over the years. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so it, it was just, again, just reading, uh, that they, the, the ad corporation was like, Hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to stop using this character. And they pulled people to find out how they'd feel. And they said, we're only going to be okay with it if he's treated like an honored friend of the company. So they had to have like a big retirement ceremony for Fred the Baker. That is bizarre. As a character. Yeah. <clears throat> Just an actor, by the way, that you were insulting vigorously. So his hairy elbows. <laughs> well, you know who else has hairy elbows? Wolverine. All right. He also has Wolverine's Delight. Does Fred the Baker <laughs> have have bone Wolverine's claws delight. that are covered? I'll say this. If Fred the Baker... It's like, you know who I see as an equivalent? Who's that? Danny DeVito. Yeah. That's disgusting. You know, if Danny DeVito made you a donut, you wouldn't eat it? You just made it himself? Yeah, he just made it himself. I mean, following a recipe that's like established. Uh, he has too much to lose. I'd trust him. But Fred the Baker, that guy's a piece of shit off the street. I disagree. <laughs> I don't trust him. I don't trust him as far you, as I can throw him. You don't have to trust him. You yeah. just have to trust the quality of their donuts. I would. I just. I these, these thirty years ago. Yeah, I guess so. These uh, these California raisins. This just causes a strange thing. What do you think? Is this kind of the farthest an ad campaign has gone in creating its own uh, brand? I don't know. I in in terms of all the uh, tertiary and ancillary belongings like you know is there a geico gecko lunchbox no does flow from progressive have a lunchbox Mm-mm. you know the geico caveman oh, had, caveman yeah had uh wait, did, did that show go to air i don't know i think it did i know it, it the, I, at least I, maybe one episode got aired or something like that yeah. but that's the most right wow that's crazy so i will say there's something about it that changes it when it's not by a specific company right when if it's by a specific company that seems a little bit more hollow right but if they're just like hey kids eat raisins in general right that seems a little bit more noble of a cause than like eat pizza hut yeah you know it's not so soulless right um what do you say about the milk ad you know i uh i was okay with the milk ads yeah 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 initially drives me insane that in 2020 like somebody uh like the rhode island blood center will put up like a got blood ad like and it and it hasn't gone away like different organizations have used it 
for the past 25 years uh, to sell whatever it is they're selling. Right. Same font, just got whatever. You think, like, I'm surprised your dad isn't doing got landscaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does the California Raisins have different personalities or anything? Or they, they just kind of played music? like on the show and then in the special. But uh, like uh, eventually they did. Were they one of them stupid? Uh, probably. Oh, come on. I want to know if one of them was so stupid. I mean, I'm guessing it would be the drummer. <laughs> uh, but I'm basing, that on, I'm basing that on Senior Disco. Yeah, yeah, my band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, all right, Will Vinton. Okay, Will Vinton. Had the studio, made all these things. In addition to doing all the, the raisins, Yeah. Uh, he did, hang on, uh, the PJs. Uh, which oh. was not claymation, but it was a, a new thing called. It was it was claymation. Well, it, it, it was with foam, and he trademarked foamation. Okay, so it was claymation. Yes, it was. I see. Then, uh, at, and I read this, and he also did the animation for the show Gary and Mike on UPN. Hmm, Do you remember that at all? I don't think so. All right, so basically, it was like if you and I were claymation and like taking a road trip, yeah, and like I, I one of them, Gary, was like I'm looking it up. I do remember sex this. obsessed, and you know the other one was like you know a square. Oh, nerd. it does look like me and you. Yeah, that's weird. Yes, it is. And this is before our podcast. Uh, I think so. Yeah, this would have been in the mid '90s, which I think <clears throat> predates our podcast. Wow. Christopher Moynihan and Harlan Williams. Yeah. Wow. So that's I, I do kind of remember this. Right. And and then also they uh his hit like somebody who worked for him used his studio and did the original short that spawned Hey Arnold, mm. uh, which is pretty crazy. And uh but tragically, he uh his his studio, he was like, Hey, uh Phil Knight, owner of Nike, could we please have more money to keep our studio going? We'll sell you a share of it. And uh he did. He sold it to uh, Phil Knight, who eventually like forced him out and wow. took over the studio and uh, just kind of kept the name. And so Will Vinton uh, died without being in control of his own studios. Oh, that's not which fun. is very sad. That is sad. Yes. Damn. Um, but you asked for like you know crazy things on the side, so that's what you get. Wow. Uh, now another conversation you and I have had off air uh, <laughs> is you saying, "Hey." Uh, hang on, let me look at this uh, 10 fun facts about the Raisins to make sure I got all of them. Uh, they can really sing. They all had right. names. Michael Jackson, yeah. Ray Charles. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they were on boxes of post-Raisin brand at some point. Yeah. Um, wow. All right. One question Chuck has asked me numerous times over the years. Hey, are the California Raisins like racist? Yes. And uh, first of all, there's an uh, there was a podcast that I don't think they're doing new episodes for, or if they are, I can't get to the old episodes uh, called "Yo, is this racist?" And by the way, I'm not making this up. Like I heard somewhere yeah. that they were accused of being racist, right? Like and, stereotypes uh, of some. And kind. so I I haven't gotten to listen to the episode of "Yo, is this racist?" Right. about the California raisins. But basically, they're like, you know, they're singing Motown. They've got gloves on, like these white gloves on. Like they seem like they're mocking, like Motown culture. Wow, they're kind of. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, at the time they were so one dimensional that it's like, oh, all, uh, these, uh, you know, oh, here we go. Oh, hang on. The California, Ra- I went too far. Uh, California Raisin Show. It said, look, there's probably nothing wrong with giving anthropomorphized advertising mascots some ethnic flavor. In fact, it's even refreshing to see a little bit of a diversity in our dried fruits. The California Raisins, though, they're a bunch of dudes with soulful voices who go around belting out Motown classics while wearing little white Al Jolson gloves. Was the jazz singer not available? Interesting. Um, 
But I'm like, well, you have to show that they have hands. Like, Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you look at Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse and stuff like that, and I think it's kind of common. So I don't know if that really yeah. helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that was just from refinery29.com, uh, and that was uh, Childhood Ruin, 10 Offensive Cartoons of Our Youth. Wow. Um, so, again, you know, I think it definitely leads to kind of the idea of caricatures right. of, uh, of Motown culture right. uh, being used for commercial properties, which is not great. Mm. But, uh, it, you know, on the flip side, it probably exposed... You Some know, people different songs to people wow. that that wouldn't ordinarily have sought those songs out. That's really interesting. I have yeah. to I have to think about where I fall in this now that it's not tied to a specific corporation, but to right. a a movement of saying, "Hey, kids, eat some raisins." Right? Sounds pretty positive. It's it's weird because it, it if if it's like the FDA saying, "Hey, we need to get kids to eat broccoli. Let's get broccoli to sing punk rock songs." You'd be like, "Oh, awesome. That's really nice." But when it's broccoli farmers who are like, "Hey, we need kids to eat more broccoli so we make more money." Ooh. Let's get animated broccoli singing punk rock songs. That's interesting cuz broccoli is healthy. Or punk rockly. And really. raisins are healthy, not for me. Yes. Cuz I have Wolverine's delight, yes. which means an overabundance of iron. Yes. So I don't need the help no, with no. the iron, no, but some do. Yeah, some do. And fruit is good for you. Yep. So I don't know. I think it's. I think it is worse if you're trying to sell a bad thing, though. What do you think? Like if a broccoli farmer is like, "How can I get more money by selling right. my broccoli?" I think it's pretty different than Joe Camel, right? Trying oh, to get kids oh. to smoke them up. I agree with you. Right. Um. And but you know, it's it's weird because like, all right, well, what about pork? The other white meat. A lot of com- lot of commercials for that. From uh, you know the pork farmers of America. Wow, that's my, that's my version, but you know, probably healthier than Joe Camel. Healthier uh, than Joe Camel, sure. Not as healthy as our punk rockly idea. Yes, ooh, punk rockly. I don't yeah. know if people get this broccoli though. Mm. It's such a long way to go. It really is. It sounds like someone's name. Yes. Um. Wow. The punk rockly Howard Howard Picture Show. No, horror picture show. It's hard to say that. That's it a sure weird is. one. We shouldn't do that. All right. All right. All right. Um, Back to the drawing board. So, yeah, that's really strange. Wow, I can't believe they were born in the 80s. I really thought it was like a pre... As did I. I really thought it was going to be like they were drawn for a long time. Maybe were revived in the 80s by Claymation. I would have bought that as well, but yeah. nope. Started out as Claymation wow. in the 80s for commercials. And failed so quickly that their uh, video game was canceled, yes. right? Well, I, I don't know why the video game was canceled. I think that's why. I was looking it up too as you okay. were talking. I was yep. kind of checking out the video game. Wow. There is footage from the video game in that unwrapped segment on YouTube with yes. Mark Summers who has OCD. Yes. And haunted eyes. Yes. Still dripping green slime. Yes. Interesting. Well, well, now I know about the California raisins. That's been the roar you know. I'm glad to know it. I'm glad yeah. to learn it. Um, but man, that was kind of a surprising... I thought you were going to say... Like we, like we said, I thought they are yeah. going to be older... I thought you were going to say they were tied to a specific company. You know what I mean? I think maybe originally they came out for SunMade, but I overall... I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, their packaging doesn't really line up with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised to hear that that's all they were. I thought I didn't think they were just going to be ad icons that became a thing. I thought at maybe it would start out as like a TV show or a cartoon... That was sponsored by something. Right. But no, just uh, just commercials that became their own thing. 
And so the and so the money that went back to the farmers didn't pay for the ads? I guess not. That's crazy. It it it's so bizarre to me because there were so many other things. The idea of like, all right, you have a 13 episode animated TV show, probably pretty expensive to produce. And so, you know, maybe maybe that's a money loser. But the idea of like, all right, well, we're going to sell lunch boxes with California raisins on them. We're not we're not creating these lunch boxes. We're licensing out our characters. And also, why keep going so far with it if it's not making money? Yeah. That's a bizarre story. It really is. Or if they just kept trying too long. If they stopped in 1991, does everyone say, oh, okay, like we're doing right, fine. Right, right, right. But then when things stop selling in 91 and they keep trying yes. for another three years, yeah. and then they're like, hey, we keep putting money into the California Raisin Advisory Board and we're not getting money back. We don't think we should have to pay money anymore. And they're wow. like, wait, hold on. But then it, it's gone and the farmers have, have pulled out. Wow. They're That's all planting re- broccoli. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I appreciate the history, the history lesson, Brad. You know, it's interesting to look up. Yeah, hey, you figured it out. Yep. Well, that's good, man. I think we had a fun kind of relaxed sit-down podcast yep. where my angry feelings are gone. Replaced by raisins. Replaced by raisin facts. Um, <laughs> that's, if you got angry feelings, replace them <laughs> with raisin facts. We, You know what? I think me and you could be the new California raisins. I would love to be a California raisin. It'd be just your head with like arms and legs, right? Yes. Basically, yes. but purple too. Right, right. I think that I have sweet. enough wrinkles. <laughs> and, Us, and my me, age. you, and Fred the Baker yes. as the new California raisins. We'll take it. Oh, man. That was fun. I wonder how, is he, he, how uh, he's played he's, by Jim He's Vail. long dead. He's long is dead. He? Oh, I think he is. I could just tell by the shape of his body. He's fucking dead. <laughs> that guy is traped like... I don't even know what. He's all stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's all he's like a big stomach with a head on top of his head. Oh, I know the other thing I want to talk about. I didn't. Just Decem- a little bit late. December 2005. Yeah, well. I'm not going to say good riddance, but wow. My feelings are clear. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that at all. Okay. Um, I just don't want to touch my donuts. The other thing I want to talk about that we'll talk about next week is McMillions. But that's oh, a little that's tease. Right. Yeah, that's I what it was. I haven't haven't watched it yet, so. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. That's all nice. right. Um, well, folks out there, thank you all so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com, where we have all of our old episodes. That's right. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it very, very much. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Deuces. Deuces.